Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 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 don't touch that dial or computer screen or whatever you're on. But we're glad that you could join us. It's Friday night, May 1st. This is page one. I am LeVar in the Midwest here. It is 10 p.m. Central Time, 11 o'clock in the East and out on the West where the evening's just starting. Night is still young. Is my dear friend Mary. How are you? Hey, good evening. I'll see what you're going to say. things out that direction. It's hot. Out <laughs> Isn't here. it? It we we got real close. We got ninety nine today. Got real close to those triple digits. Hmm. So Which the, is the on point for the year. <laughs> so I was gonna say, so either the correct song could have been Nelly's Hot and Her, Her, <laughs> um, or it could you have been. You gotta take off all your clothes. Yeah, or it could have been Martha and the Vandellas Heat Wave. Um, I like that one better. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, like, oh. Um, hot, hot, hot. Hot Summer in the City. <laughs> yep, there's a bunch of those. <laughs> well, as you can tell, we kick off the show because we got no scripts tonight. Uh, I think we tend to do better on the cuff like this. Not that we're going to have every show like this. But hopefully throughout the things that are going on, uh, wherever you are at this evening, you are well. Uh, Hopefully the week has been kind to you. I think nowadays, even if you're working from home or even if you're still working out, when you get to Friday, I think it's almost like a sigh of relief. If you remember it's Friday. Right. If you remember. If you don't, you know. (laughs) Too, that's another thing that's happened throughout this whole ordeal. People are forget. Well, you don't forget Friday because you know when Friday hits. But I think that people have forgotten like the days, the dates, uh, the little things because they haven't had to remember it. So, I mean, I found my. I forgetting. heard the. I heard the funniest thing the other day was um, somebody that was finishing up their senior year of college. And they said, you know, it's like I've got six Saturdays and a Sunday from now until the end of the year. <laughs> and that kicked me right in the face. I was like, that was pretty good. That's six Saturdays and a Sunday. You can't beat that. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? And I think about that, too, because so many people now are graduating. And it, it, it seems like some are doing it early. Uh, and a lot of people, what they're starting now, and I'm not sure if it's happening in your neck of the woods, but a lot of people are starting with these, uh, I don't even know if the word drive-by sounds right, but slow drive-by of, like, the community coming out, honking their horns, you know, uh, having the cars. All, it's like a little mini parade for the graduate where they stand out there and they watch from a safe distance. And it's a great thing. It's an awesome thing. But I guess if you're in a community where that happens, does it get a little old? And is it more or less like a nuisance after a while? (laughs) Probably. I have been lucky to be out in the boonies comparatively. So, uh, no, I, I haven't had to deal with that. One of the things 
that we've heard is that there's it now going to be, um, I guess the diplomas are getting sent out as PDFs, but they're adding an attachment, like a GIF or a GIF, depending on how you say it, to it so that when you click on the PDF to open your your diploma, it does the congratulations like, and like confetti on your computer screen. Really? <laughs> you know the old gift cards where stuff would have popped out or things would have been fancy to pop up once? I think I'd rather that. I want to see the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I know someone who had a drive-by party for their daughter, and the neighbors got pissed. They called the cops. The Grinch called the cops. What happened if the cops were part of that party? Actually, the cops did come by, and he did honk his horn in approval of the graduate, which I love. <laughs> um but, yeah, there was one Grinch for it that didn't like it, didn't appreciate it. But, yeah, I mean, so what happens, and I'm not sure, what happens with the uh, diploma? Do, do they eventually get it in the mail? I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Like, you had a few weeks to kind of get this stuff together, so I would think that it would be nice to kind of have the gra- diploma on graduation day. You would think, right? That's something that should have been kind of established. I don't, I don't know. I, I'd much rather have the – it's not the same. You know, and I feel really bad for the class of – anything that was going on this year, it pretty much is going by the wayside. It, it, I think it, nothing's a guarantee until September. And it's not to be the doubters of it all. This is just the reality of it all. Because now concerts are being canceled. Some things aren't happening until next year. Here in Chicago, uh, one of the big things uh, throughout the year – that a lot of people look forward to is a series of outdoor concerts with a lot of big names called Ravinia. Uh, if you've ever been in the area, uh, Ravinia is pretty much what I like to describe, and I've never been to it, but I've seen a lot of pictures of it. But Ravinia is what I would call uh, the hmm, it's outdoor picnic fancy type of thing where you bring your cheese boards and your fancy uh, cheese Knives and wine glasses and watch a nice concert. Yeah. Is it crudité? Is that what they call it? Charcuterie. Crudité? Is it crudité? Is that crudité? Charcuterie. I swear I've seen somebody on Food Network call it crudité once. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I love it. Keep going. You bring your cheese boards. You're, yeah, you bring your cheese board, you bring your wine, you bring your cheese board, you your sauce, you bring your wine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 kind of like something that's not going to happen if you're going to, like, a sporting event. But it's a nice little fancy right. dance respite from the concert concert. But this year, Ravinia, for the first time since, I do believe, the 40s, the entire summer concert series was canceled. Um, and there was a few acts this year which I was hoping to see, uh, one of which was Sheryl Crow, because I never got a chance. Sheryl Crow is one of my favorites. Never got a chance to see her in concert. Um, I was also leaning towards seeing Tony Bennett, because I don't know how many more chances we're going to have to see Tony Bennett in concert. That's and, awful. 
all of it. No, no, it's not awful. I mean, it's just, it's guys in his early 90s. I don't know how long he's going to be, like, touring or traveling. He might say, hey, I just might do uh, the L.A. Bowl or something like that, or just that's it every year. I mean, once you get a little older, you don't really want to do all of that traveling. Uh, you know, just being in all these different cities, that, that wears and tears on you. You know, I, I get it. Yeah, that's why some of the greats, when they get a little older, they don't uh, – they might travel like to a few, like Vince Scully. Vince Scully, when he retired a couple of years ago, he only did Dodgers games out in L.A. And he would do select cities. He wouldn't do them all. To New York, he might do it. Chicago, he would do it. A couple other places, but beyond that, didn't do it. Don't blame him. But, yeah. So far, that's what this is. Now, out there where you're at, uh, I've seen people walking the strip in Vegas, but the casinos aren't open, right? Correct. They're still closed. Casinos are still closed. Some of the lights are still on. Um, Some of them have been shut off. The Bellagio fountains do not fire, so those are not available. Uh, The volcano is not, uh, and neither is Treasure Island, the uh, ship. They are not um, scheduled. They're not going. They're not firing off or any of that stuff. But yeah, there's um, there are few, now people are freaking out. They're like, oh my god, there's a lot of people walking the strip. If you're out here, no, that is not a lot of people. Strip is usually nut to butt, and if you don't know what that means, I mean, it really is. It really is nut to butt all the time and especially after it gets dark because then it gets cooler and that means people can walk. Um, But yeah, there are people walking the strip. Uh, It's actually a really good time to do it um, because there is no traffic and because they're doing, because there's no traffic, they're doing a lot of the construction. So like, it's, it's like the perfect storm of using the time that's, sucks for the casinos to really improve everything around the casino. Um, a lot of the locals are doing that and using that as some of their time to get out. And I'm sorry, it's you forget what's on the strip when you're a local. And if you come out and you get to get a chance to look at it as a local, it's going to just revitalize that when you have people come and be like, hey, you know what I discovered while I was out on the strip? Blank, blank, blank. So, yeah, there are, yeah. Surprisingly, there's a lot of people surprisingly at the welcome to Las Vegas sign. <laughs> and that might that. just be because a lot of us are locals. They don't take that picture. <laughs> so now's their chance to do it. And it's, it, it's surprisingly, there's a lot of people that that one, I would be like, wow, there's really a lot more people here than I would expect. So that, that I thought was hilarious. There's still yeah, there's still people who want to go out that way and still have trips to pleasant. Others I know have probably canceled theirs, but there's still people that want to go out there. I think there was somebody the other day who posted something on social media where they were just walking the strip. Everybody else is too. Um, I think are there a few places where you can grab a drink or nowhere? Uh, there's a few places that are still open doing uh, takeout and curbside. 
Um, and yes, you can grab the drink. Uh, unfortunately, they are not supposed to be open container because of the casinos being closed. That uh, basically pulls away the open container laws that are the exemption that the strip normally has. So they shouldn't be drinking. Now that's I'm not going to get mad at anybody that's got if they're got they've got alcohol. Good, good on them. <laughs> Is that as bad Wait as the people find- who used to just get the beer koozies and just be like, no, I'm not drinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the jug hanging around their neck? No. Right, right. Yeah. At the Dollar Tree, I think, was the last place where I saw beer koozies on sale. <laughs> beer koozies, awesome. for those people that don't know, are the coolers that you put around the cans of beer. There are people that don't know what a koozie is. I was like, what? No. (laughs) Apparently, I don't know if that's a Midwest term or if it's a people that drink beer term. I don't know. I just, I was like, I said beer koozie, and they were like, a what? I'm like, you know, the the thing you put around a beer can so that your hands don't get cold. Oh, no. How do you, well. How do you not know it's a koozie? I don't know. Not know. Man, that, that went, uh... Great googly moogly. Yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> it makes me just feel... Everybody should know what that is. I mean, that's like... Yeah, well, if you don't know what that is, yeah, that's... Google it. <laughs> but when the restaurants do open back up, uh, of course, it, it's here's the weird thing today. I kid you not. I see a lot of things on social media. I see things that people post. And I know, sadly, it's come to it where restaurants, uh, if you've gone through the drive-thru lately, you knew, and I hope you knew from before, but I know they've had to reiterate it, that you cannot walk up to (laughs) the window. There's a few reasons for that. Safety reasons among one. And I kid you not, uh, Someone that I know posted a video today of someone walking up to the Starbucks window. Uh, um, but they did serve them, actually. They they got them Starbucks, which I don't know how that happened. I didn't think that that could happen. Not saying that every Starbucks is going to do that. But it's not that serious. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah, but there was actually an interesting article I saw about a few, and I didn't think about it, that there are some things that may not be around once restaurants start back up again, Um, one of which was actually the, um, I guess, the napkin containers, because they're made of, like, thick or aluminum or whatever and stuff can, like, stay on there. That's like old school. It's, it, I don't know. One thing I knew that wasn't going to come back, and I, if I'm McDonald's, I'm really ticked. But then in a way, they should have probably never did it. The self-service kiosk. <laughs> have you ever used one of those? I No. No, I haven't. Consider yourself lucky. I've, <laughs> um, okay. I've had to one time only because I've had to, but... Those things were pretty much like walking diseases in itself. 
fecal matter that was found on some of those things, uh, they said more than likely those have now gone away until they can figure out a better thing. Uh, the sauce dispensers, like the ketchup dispensers that you get your ketchup out of. They push down on, yeah. Yeah, gone. They said more than likely that will become a distant memory because people touch those handles you know, constantly every day, and restaurants are not going to want to, like, clean those. And like I said, the other thing was napkin dispensers because they uh, pretty much may have uh, viruses that exist on the stainless steel and plastic surfaces. So, yeah, those are probably be gone too, which not shocking. Uh, and even paper menus might be uh, – can you imagine going into, like, a high-end restaurant and getting a paper menu? That's gone. I didn't think about that. It's the stuff that you don't think about. Paper menus. But then I thought, I was like, yeah, everybody in there, especially in the, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call the restaurants out by name. <laughs> I'm going to be good. I don't want to get into any legal problems, but certain chains, national chains that have baby back ribs or probably some other ones that may have some. <laughs> Uh, Are you gonna sing a song for me now? There may be some questionable menus from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I think you might need to be a little bit more subtle. (laughs) I didn't say a name. I I will be good. Um, Since I have been home, um. I'm not sure about anybody else. Here's the strange thing. I don't watch as much TV as I thought I would. I can't focus on work and TV at the same time, so I keep it off throughout the day. I know there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who have it on who watch TV. Uh, Do they watch it, or do they just have it on as, like, background noise? Here's the thing. I can't brown out children. I can't do background noise. I don't. I never like that. It has to be quiet. I mean, if I was doing background noise, we would have like stuff going on in the background of the show. I would be playing music or a bunch of other stuff, but I can't do that. Can you do that? Yeah, actually, I'd rather have background noise. Half like I listen to music when I'm at work. Um, if I have to be in the office. Um, not to drown out children, like I just got done saying, but no, it's it's. I can deal with quiet for for a bit of time, but after if if that's going to be a long stretch, I'd like to have some kind of like I said, background noise. It could be music, it could be, and it could be elevator music. It could be something that you know, it could be songs on my on my Pandora or Spotify or whatever. It could be. TV shows that I've seen millions of times, so I don't have to actually watch because I've seen them. Uh, it could be anything as long as it's it's not annoying noise. So really? like you know sirens and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. But the rest of it, yeah, absolutely. Not know that. Um, I I can't do. Ba- I don't know. There's just something about background noise. Not that it wouldn't distract me, but it's just something that I can't. Well, you know. I guess we need to set up a move for this then, since you like background noise. So I'm <laughs> going to have my brand-new Apple iPod help me out. Uh, hey, Siri, can you play Sweet Caroline? 
Okay. Here we go. So while that's happening, we got some background music. <laughs> so I'm going to go with this next story. And I saw something online. See, that that's just bothering me. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Stop. <laughs> it's just bothering me. We didn't even get to the... Oh, okay, I'm going to do it for you. So I'll just... No, no, I no, 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 I know it. No, you can't. So, I know you can't. It's bothering you. Yeah. So pretty much I saw this story online from Wendy Williams because I follow the show on Facebook. And mm-hmm. they had a hot question today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even fit in with the music that's going on right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Do you, you want me to be quiet or do you want me to... <laughs> yeah, turn it off. It's distracting because it's not going with the story. Oh, it's not. All right. I'll, I'll stop it. Stop, Siri. Thank you. Washing <laughs> hands. That, they, they did say that that's one song that probably should be played during what's going on right now. <laughs> I think they had a list of songs that you should not be playing probably during right now. But anyway, <laughs> so she had a question, which I actually thought was the stupidest question to work. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm going to say I respect Wendy Williams for her career. Watching it right now or seeing clips of it right now on Facebook, you don't. But that's that's her. But uh, whatever. Anyway, so the hot question on her page, I kid you not, it said, should sex scenes be banned from movies after COVID-19? Because the virus made us all prudish. That's what happened. No one has sex anymore because of the virus. Heaven forbid. I mean, I don't, but that's because I'm in a house with no men. But that's beside the point. (laughs) But I thought that was the stupidest question I think I've ever seen. That's quite dumb. That's quite dumb. Why? I think at yeah, times exactly. when we see different things, I think that they're thinking that people must be, like, easily, uh, like, if you did a scene of a person jumping off a bridge, everybody's going to go and do it. I don't get it. And no, no. <laughs> you know what we need more of is not, see, this is, should we take it out? We should get more of those cheesy, like, when they pause right before somebody, like, kisses them in, like, the 1930s mm-hmm. movies, all the way up to the 60s when they're like, Ta-da! I think we need more of that corniness in movies. That's what I really? think. Add to it, man. Add to it. Take Stop taking away. Add the corny crap back. We need some of that. Hey, stop dear, making it realistic. Hey, John. Oh, Marsha. Oh, John. (laughs) (laughs) Just once. Just once. So that we could get away from, like, idiocracy, which has now turned into a prophetic film instead of a satire. Actually, as a matter of fact, the Mighty Page One art players are going to do for you John and Marsha. And, of course, I'll be the part of John. Mary will be the part of Marsha. So, I'll have you say, oh, John, and I'm just going to say, oh, Marsha. We'll do this about 20 seconds. So, Siri, could you set the timer for 20 seconds? 
Panther is now asleep on me. I think she's mad that I turned off Sweet Caroline. But anyway, <laughs> so you go ahead. We will show you how <laughs> how the old time movies used to do this. And go. Oh, John. Oh, Marsha. Oh, I'm supposed to go back and forth. Oh, Marsha. I can't keep going. Can't if this is on the stage, this would be done. <laughs> I would die. I would die. I would die so many times. There would be so many dress rehearsals for this. It would be like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I watched the other day. I was flipping through, and, and I saw uh, Turner Classic Movies. They showed a preview. Uh, or it was someone's take of specific scenes in On the Waterfront with Marlon Brando. Uh, I think mm. there was the one kissing scene that he did. And it seemed like he didn't like what he was doing. I, I don't know. It looked like <laughs> awkward. Now in hindsight, watching it, it really wasn't like a passionate kiss. It was kind of like she was kissing him more than he was kissing her. It was just like, really? It was like. I mean, None of just, them seemed to like kissing back then. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I think it should be. Somebody try that and then be like, wait, I actually like kissing, you know? <laughs> they can mix it, it like in. I think like they it was can something make like, fun of it. It was like it was brand new. It was like, I don't know about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, people kiss other people? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was uh, pretty bad. But yes, that's that's kind of what the movies were like. But, you know, now we're going to have people but going back to, to watch Back movies. to the story, back to Wendy Williams. No, I think she's wrong on so many levels. Like, no, no, should we take out sex scenes? That makes fun. I'm sorry. I'm never going to be able to have sex with Chris Hemsworth. He's a married <laughs> man. He's younger than me, and he lives in Australia. He's in a totally different country. I Let's back that up. I won't say never. I highly doubt that I'm ever going to have sex with Chris Hemsworth. But by God, if there's a sex scene in a movie where I can fantasize, heck yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, you know, I. I, I don't you have know. to agree. You oh, have I to mean, agree. I, well, not with Chris Hemsworth, but yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I agree. Come on. Chris a good looking guy. He's got a great sense of humor. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, let's say no Differ. dog. <laughs> no dog. Gotta go to my uh, Randy Randy Jackson. Gotta get that one a no dog. <laughs> no dog. No, nope, not happening. But anyway, but yeah, I, I, I can't believe they asked that. Like, we must be totally to the point of boredom now, where we're pretty much asking questions like that. No, <laughs> we still want our movie. We still want our movies with everything in it. Don't hold back on it. Movies are movies. That's what it's there for. We know that it's not reality, as that it is fantasy, and it is what it is. And I think we're all adults to make that. <laughs> yeah, because somebody like slept around with like two, three people in a movie. I'm gonna go and do the same exact thing too. Right. So yeah, and if you do what the movies do, you've got some issues anyway. But. Anyway, moving on. Um, you know what? With today being May 1st, um, actually, if you were looking for something to probably smile about, um, and if you're online, um, one of the cutest things uh, I saw tonight 
uh, probably my favorite royal, Princess Charlotte celebrates her fifth birthday tomorrow. And um, the only daughter of Prince William and uh, Kate Middleton, fourth in line to the throne. I think, you know, I have a feeling she's going to probably be more popular than her brothers. I think they said that she probably alone will probably generate or has the potential to generate close to a billion dollars only because of her standing of where she is in line to the throne and the fact that as she grows older, she will be probably considered a fashion icon. And her mom came out with... She's adorable. Yes, she is. It's so cute. You have some brand-new photos here uh, of Princess Charlotte. And uh, the Duchess actually took them herself because um, she has been, of course, uh, known as taking some photos of her kids and doing a fine job of it. I know the uh, palace came out with those. Uh, if you're online, definitely check them out. There's one where it's like you – know, and the thing is, like, she knows it's, – it's so funny because it's like she knows – her role right now, even at five years old, because she plays to the camera and to like everything else. And her brother, you can tell he just hates it, but she knows her role. It's, it's so cute. So if you have a chance to check that out, definitely check it out. Um, before I kind of get to the one story that I know is going to like take us up and throughout the rest of the show. Cause I know my friend has uh, the topic near and dear to her heart. We'll take a quick look right now at things that are trending on Twitter, one of which was actually, when I saw it a little bit earlier, uh, I know if you have listened to the show, you know that Mary absolutely hates List. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there has been the number one trending topic so far tonight on Twitter is coming to America favorite movies so they had nine movies on a picture here and it said you can only keep three so I'm going to name the nine movies that were on this list Superbad Caddyshack Anchorman Bridesmaids, Step Brothers, Billy Madison, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, 21 Jump Street, or Coming to America. If you could only keep three, which ones would it be? Okay, well, Coming to America first. Okay, wait. Which 21 Jump Street? The movie or the TV show? The newer one, the newer movie. Oh, then never mind. Oh, Jonah Hill uh, and uh, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Okay, so uh, Coming to America for sure. I would keep that one. Um, there was one towards the beginning. Uh, Caddyshack. I would definitely okay. keep Caddyshack. And then the, there was a, two of them that I, it was Billy Madison and there was another one that I went, oh, between Step those Brothers, two. Girl, Virgin, Bridesmaid, Superbad. No, none of those. Uh, Anchorman? Anchorman. I quote a lot of Anchorman, but I also quote a lot of Billy Madison. So it's like, ooh, that's a 
Mm. Caddyshack. So which one are you? Uh, <laughs> which one are you keeping here? Okay, I have Caddyshack. I have Coming to America, and I am going to keep. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep Anchorman. Those are going to be my three. She left out Billy Madison. Okay. I left uh, out Billy Madison. Although that was a tough one. That's a tough one. Here's the thing. I'm keeping coming to America. I'm keeping Anchorman because you know that. I am going to be honest with all of you out here. I've seen bits and pieces of Caddyshack, never watched the whole thing. Never seen it. Disappointment. Um, disappointment. All bad. disappointment. Super bad, never seen. 40-year-old version, I've seen bits and pieces. Never really watched all of 21 Jump Street. Never really watched all of Billy Madison. So, if I'm going to probably be honest on something that I've seen and I'm keeping it, then I guess it would be, even though it's as stupid as it is, probably Step Brothers, uh, Boats and Hoes. Um <laughs> 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 coming to America and Anchorman. <laughs> wow. Only because I never really, I mean, I've seen Bridesmaids, but I don't think it's this worthy to keep. Right. But it was a good movie. Um, it was funny. But I'm not quoting mm-hmm. anything out of Bridesmaids, really. <laughs> Neither am I. So, yeah. So uh, I think those would be the three that I would keep. And I think most of everyone else is uh, <laughs> is keeping coming to America. I think that's the one thing that everybody is keeping. Um, and I just hope with the new coming to America coming out, and I don't know when, I don't know if it will be this year or next year. I'm nervous about it because I don't, like sequels coming out so long after the original, that was making me nervous. And I don't know if I can go and see it right away. Because I, if you know me, I am a huge Blues Brothers fan. Not just because from Chicago, but I like wore oh, the VHS copy of Blues Brothers out that we taped off of TV years ago. Classic. It's a classic. Yes. And when they came out with Blues Brothers 2000, I told my brother at the time, because he watched it, he's like, oh, it's an awesome movie. Loved it. think it did it justice. I was like, sorry. If it didn't come out in 1981 or 82 after the original, and it's not with John Belushi in it too long, <laughs> and at that point you're kind of trying for, like, laughs or, like, tie-ups or tie-ins to stuff that happened in the old movie, and everybody's older, and it doesn't look right. But, yeah, Coming to America is... There's a way of doing it, though. Coming to America... If if they... There's a way of doing it. Jumanji is a good example of there's a way of doing it that still feels the same as the first movie and pays homage where it needs to, but then is its own movie. I think there's a way of doing it. The The problem is I think people try too hard to make sure you know it's a tie-in where it's like you don't need to do that. 
Mm. And then I think Jumanji kind of, although I, I still watched it and I still laughed and I still think it's funny, I think they ruined it by coming out with a sequel. But, <laughs> like, gotcha. Welcome to the Jungle was fine. It paid homage where it needed to and it was done. And then it just, that, it just needed to stop there. But, you know, hey. Okay. Money making machine, I guess. <laughs> of course, it's always Hollywood that pretty much has to, like, go Well, I mean, how many Fast and the Furious, Furious or Fast Never seen any of Furiouses are there, though? I, I think I've there's one. 200 of them. <laughs> one. I saw the first one, and I remember watching it in the theater and then coming out of the theater, and you could tell who watched that movie because everybody was peeling out of that theater parking lot and getting pulled over by the cops. Like, <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it was like, that was the dumbest thing you could do. But, you know, hey. Why, why would you, it's like, why do people do that? It's like, you know it's going to happen. Cops are already out there anyway. And you're going to go peeling out like Fast and Furious in your Ford Pinto. <laughs> None of the cars would move me. And you're going to go ahead and do Dodge that. Dodge Caravan was the funniest one to me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there was a Dodge Caravan. They tried to burn the rubber, and they got the wheels going, and then it... <laughs> and I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was great. And to that, yeah. we give the proverbial line. Well, that was a nice move, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, back to America. When it, it, they, it, they could make a really good, it could be a good sequel if they pay homage where they need to and then let it be its own movie. If they really push the whole sequel thing, then it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of parts where you're going to go, Ugh. nah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, also trending on Twitter tonight, classic board games. Uh, the emphasis on board, B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> Monopoly! Uh, uh, no, 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 they call it board games. Somebody had put a stick. <laughs> it's a classic board game. Uh, Yonzi, not Yahtzee, Yonzi. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, sleepy, Sleepy Hippos. Uh, monotone Opoly. <laughs> they put a picture of Ben Stein. Um, words with no friends. Oh, jeez. And then, uh, oh, God, no, we're not going to do that one. And then another one. Instead of guess who, guess who cares? No <laughs> one! I love that one. Uh, so if you're on Twitter tonight, there's a few things. Mama June is trending. I yeah, I can't watch that show. I don't watch reality. Shadows of Sunset, which I thought was off the air, that still seems to be on the air. Uh, Mike Tyson is trending tonight because there was a video of Mike at the age of 53. Mike still got it. I think if Mike Tyson wanted to come out and fight, he would still win. He'd give them a run for their money. I, think I don't know about me. If you watch the video that's been online, it's scary of how hard he hits and how fast his moves still are at 53. So, yeah. Um, also trending uh, on 
Twitter tonight some sad news. Uh, actor Sam Lloyd passed away at the age of 56. If you are a fan of Scrubs, uh, I know that he was on there, uh, as well as some other uh, famous shows as well. So uh, that is trending. And then also Blue Bloods is trending, which is still at CBS. Um, but, yeah. So if you're watching any of those things, but the coming to America is trending number one tonight. So you can have all the fun you want being on Twitter. Now, one of the things that uh, my dear friend and I talked about this week, there has been some subsequent articles about. And if you are a sports fan, the one big thing that a lot of people have been talking about uh, this week was the NCAA. Um, And, a proposed rule change. So earlier this week, the NCAA Board of Governors announced its support of proposed rule changes that would allow college athletes to be compensated for third-party endorsements, social media influence, and personal appearances. The official rule changes are expected to be formulated by October 31st, 2020, and there will be a vote no later than January 31st of next year. Uh, Before I kind of get into more of that, just to kind of give you an idea, uh, the CEO of Open Doors crunched some numbers for Yahoo Sports, and he concluded that uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, ball player for uh, Syracuse, uh, he would have earned, well, he has nearly 500,000 Instagram followers, 81,000 Twitter followers. And based upon that, he could make $16,000. For a Twitter post, it would be about $1,100 per post, and he estimated 12 interested local businesses and 50 total posts. But Zion Williamson, while he was in college last year playing at Duke, estimated that he would have earned $2 million for a clear college one and done headed into the NBA. But the question is also complicated as uh, a once-in-a-decade player, there's no overstating his value. The tricky question will be when they should sign higher-profile deals. Pretty much, I guess, to kind of go deeper into all of this, and a lot of people are having the argument, because I'm not even going to go into I kid you not, I read all of the different things that were going to be tied in with this. I'm not even sure if it's really worth it in a way, but at the end of the day, uh, they'll be able to cash in on their name, image, and likeness. But one of the rules to it is that uh, while they can get it for third-party endorsements, social media influence, personal appearance in their own business, they can't use or they can't uh, they can't use intellectual property like logos, trademarks from the school, or conferences in their endorsements. So if Zion Williamson last year had gone out, and people know him to be in a Duke basketball jersey, he couldn't have him being an athlete at Duke playing basketball, nothing, which I guess he would be fine with because people already knew. But for other athletes, that would kind of be a little bit of an issue because you probably haven't seen them as much. But Zion and Trevor, you know them by face, but other ones, no. So they would pretty much have to luck out their looks. But, I mean, none of us are arguing that 
athletes should be compensated to some point, right? Yes. No, we agree on that. We agree 100% on that because the NCAA is a billion dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, it's a it's it's a multi million, if not billion dollar machine, um, and it is a it is a business. I mean, they are a business. They are in the business of promoting college sports to the point of having that be entertainment for the masses to follow and be fans of until they move into the pro sports. So absolutely as an alternative to pro sports, they, they are a business and they are, they, their employees currently are not being compensated other than room and board for school that they're not actually, well, I can't say that all of them, that some of them do not partake in. So, yes, their athletes should be compensated. So pretty much to, uh, yeah, so the one catch, like I said, was the name, image, likeness rights and how the athletes would be paid. The way that this goes, it says they would be paid third-party endorsements, such as promoting a product or service on television, radio, or in advertisements. Social media influencing, such as modeling or promoting a product or service, and exchange for samples or compensation through Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, their own work product or business activities, including digital content creation, uh, personal promotions like autograph signings, meeting greets. There will be no cap in endorsements earnings for athletes, but there's restrictions. Athletes or third parties cannot use intellectual property, logos or trademarks from the school or conference. Schools or conferences cannot make the endorsement payments themselves. Schools or conferences cannot facilitate or help athletes locate or arrange endorsements, and schools cannot use or allow boosters to use endorsements as a means of paying for enrollment or participation in athletics. So what does that mean for the University of Oregon? Because Phil Knight of Nike is a big, huge booster. So none of those guys could probably go to Nike because <laughs> he's a booster. Am I getting that right? Yes. At least that's how it sounds. That creates a little bit of problems. It probably is very much cloudier than that, but that's how that sounds. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're also talking about they don't want any disguised form of pay for play. Um, And it's, you know, the endorsement is a genuine use of NIL independent of athletic participation or performance rather than payment for participation or performance. They cannot, athletes cannot request to be compensated for NIL in situations in which they have no legal right to demand such compensation. Uh, potentially attempting to determine fair market value for endorsements. Uh, limiting categories of promotion to be consistent with the NCAA's membership values, so no alcohol, tobacco, or sports gambling. Uh, potentially limiting categories of third-party endorsements like athletic, shoe, and apparel companies due to a history of encouraging or facilitating recruiting and other rules of fractures. So it looks like they're wiping that totally out. Can't do that. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm actually very okay with that. Potentially making changes to acceptable pre-enrollment activities for athletes 
potentially ensuring any endorsements do not interfere with the NCAA's efforts towards diversity, inclusion, or gender equality. So, that. And they're also going to continue to engage Congress in the issue as it hopes to create a federal name, image, and likeness legislation in order to preemptive state laws that have already been passed. Uh, so that's a lot of stuff so going on. California's uniting. Uh, right. And the most obvious question is how it's going to be regulated, including preventing under-the-table payments beyond the registered endorsement deals. So uh, they are also saying that a massive overhaul will also be uh, necessary inside the walls of athletic departments. Compliance departments around the country are well-staffed, but changing their duties to include new marketing oversight rules and responsibilities will be a tall task. So there's a lot. So I can't see this. Even if you move the timeline along, you know, I can't see this really happening in the next year or so. I, I don't see this happening by NCAA football season. I do not see that happening. No. No. Maybe next maybe next basketball season. If they're clear, that's without you're talking bureaucratic red tape. That's There's we're a looking lot at of red tape. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, everybody's gonna have to get their pies in there and they're gonna say the what about the what about and what about, so there'll be caveats and there'll be addendums. I'm thinking, if I had to guess on this one, because they're just in the draft stage, I would say, wow, I'm thinking basketball season, not this coming school year, but the following. That's what, 18 months? Yeah. It's I'm been, saying anywhere between 16 months and 20 months before they get even close to, to drafting up and actually putting into place regulations. There's a lot, and we'll continue to uh, keep an eye on that because it certainly is going to uh, it certainly is going to be an interesting thing. And then again, it really only is to me in the first few years of this really only only going to affect pretty much the big time schools and the players that you see most often on TV. You know, I, I can't see it being like a huge issue among division three or division two, or even like the lower rung of division one schools, you know, unless just somebody just, happens to like break out and be a huge star like uh, a couple of years ago here when uh, Loyola made it to the final four and you had a few of the players gain some national prominence and you know they might get like maybe a local deal through something but even then how do you regulate and not know if someone is paying this athlete and they are a regular booster to the school. Does that have to, like, does a student have to go back to the NCAA and say, hey, look, this local car company wants to uh, pay me for endorsing their vehicle? And then they have to run some type of background check? I mean, how does that even work? Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be the, that's what's going to take the longest time because there are a lot of boosters at a lot of these schools. And oh, yeah. in the Especially NCAA, the covered Texas, all the, a lot of the southern schools, there's boosters. Yeah, <laughs> and, and multiple, multiple 
multi-millionaire boosters. Yes. Lots. There's going to be, there's going to mm-hmm. have to be, and that's what they're going to be looking at. It's not going to be the, uh, it's not going to be Loyola. It's not going to be Appalachian State. It's not going to be those kind of schools that are going to be the ones that they're going to be pointing at and going, what about, what about their boosters? It's going to be Texas. It's going to be Alabama. It's going to be University of Michigan and Ohio State. It's going to be, you know, Harvard. It's going to be the schools that they're going to point at and go, but they're boosters. Interesting. I don't know. We will see. By the way. That's what's uh, going to take time. Yeah. By the way, uh, I was going to talk more in detail about the last dance on ESPN. I actually think, my own personal opinion, I know, don't at me, but there's a lot of great sports documentaries. There's the OJ 30 for 30. There's baseball by Ken Burns. Even Ken Burns has now jumped in to the fray this week about talking bad about the last dance and he hadn't even seen it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there's a few other ones, the 85 bears one that they did awesome one, but I actually think even through four parts so far, this has probably got to be one of the best sports documentaries only because of the fact that we've never really heard or seen a lot of behind the scenes stuff of Michael Jordan. It's, it takes you pretty much more so behind the scenes and into his mind of stuff that went on during that time. Because in a way, he really has kept quiet in a way of things that happened during that last few years in his growing up and things that he's gone through. And I was more captivated by hearing him talk about some of these things and his thoughts. Sunday was awesome because it's been on sports talk all this week about how he felt about the Pistons back then. Still feels that way about Isaiah Thomas. They're still going at it almost like 30 years later. It's hilarious. Love it. What do you think about it? I think it's great. I, I and please at him at what news comment BTR. There you go. Mm-hmm. Throw that out there. Uh, no, um, no. It, it really is a great documentary. It's a great sports documentary. It's just a great documentary. Period. Um, even if you're not a fan, even if you don't know, like how dare you not know about the Bulls? But <laughs> even if you don't know about the Bulls, if you don't, if you're not a fan of basketball if you're not a fan of Michael Jordan it's really nice to be able to go back through and and watch and and then on top of that they're doing a really good job of reminding us that it wasn't just Michael Jordan like yes he was pivotal but he, he even he said I couldn't have done it without my number two I couldn't have done it without my three four five and six I couldn't have done it without Phil Jackson um yes it's sucked coming up from the management level and, and the, the problems that were there, but he was very aggressive. And, and it was like they're being very, even with the things that have come back to light and they've gone and said, well, you know, we probably shouldn't have said it that way. We did kind of present it wrong. Even on those instances, it's a great TV it's just great. It was great TV when we were growing up, and I and I, I know I'm I'm speaking for Lavar as well. Um, growing up with them and being part of that era because that was a hundred percent all our our time. Like that was 
that was us. It was and a point. I remember TV. him being drafted. That's how people. <laughs> no, I, I remember when Jordan was drafted. I remember watching the Bulls at home, and I mean, I couldn't go because I came from, you know, Podunk, Illinois, with <laughs> with no way of getting there. But that was my one thing. Like my 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 dad always did a daddy daughter day with us and it was always sports related and we all got to choose our sport and I wanted Bulls tickets. I wanted to go see a Bulls game and that was my thing. And I grew up with that and but it's just great T V. It was great T V then. It still makes for great T V now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. By the way, um Quick TV pick this weekend. You are at home. Uh, ESPN a couple weeks ago did the Ocho uh, with a bunch of, like, odd-off sports. This weekend, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, and ESPN's not paying me for it, but it's awesome to watch. ESPN, the Ocho comes back tomorrow on ESPN2, beginning at 12 noon <laughs> with a bunch of stuff. You're going to see, like, odd-off sports all throughout the day. The one thing that I'm looking forward to, because they also got like the annual stone skipping competition, the Golden <laughs> Tee World Championship from 2019, uh, the Classic Tetris World Championship, the World Hamburger Eating Competition from 2006, professional arm wrestling, the world record deadlift attempt by Thor Bjornsson, which is live, uh, Dodge Juggle. They had dodgeball on the other day. It was so captivating. I loved it. The Putt-Putt Championships, <laughs> the Stupid Robot Fighting League, the World Sign Spinning Competition, uh, the Bull Runs, and then the two things I'm looking forward to later in the evening at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, Lawnmower Racing, and at 9.30, my personal favorite, which I think should be made into a weekly series, Slippery Stairs will be back on tomorrow night on ESPN2. And then death diving right after that to wrap up the night. I know what I'm watching tomorrow, and uh, I do hope that, uh, you know, everyone else is a fan and starts to watch it. Slippery Stairs is awesome. If you haven't seen it, just watching people fall on their butts back down the stair, nice. Google it. (laughs) Any shout-outs this week? Actually, no, I'm not – I, I thought I should, but no, I'm not going to. Um, but no, that sign spinning one—that sounds fun. I know. I I I, I actually want to see that. <laughs> Wait a minute! You thought you did share? You could do shout outs here. We got a little bit of time. Hmm. Okay. Fine. Yay! Shout out to Jaden because he's having a tough time out there. Okay, let's back that up. Here's a shout-out to everybody that's having a tough time out there. Remember that you're going through trauma. I mean, you might not think it's trauma because it's not like trauma. I didn't get hit by a car kind of thing. But we are going. We are all going through and dealing with this in different ways. And your fellow person, whoever that fellow person is, may be handling it completely different than you. Um, that's okay. And... So yay to Jaden and to Morgan for handling it the best way that they know how, which is completely different in both aspects. And I love that they're allowing each other to to handle what's going on 
and shared that with me. So to them, that's my shout out. But then to everyone that's dealing with this in their own special way, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to admit that it's it's rough. It is, and I couldn't agree more. Shout out to them. Shout out to all of you who are going, as we all say, through it, because I think we all are right now, and just know that, uh, hey, even in days in which it is partly cloudy, sun always shines. It does. <laughs> Trust me, it does. It even shines over in England, <laughs> even though they would never tell you that, but it does. But, right. you know, I I couldn't agree more to that, and I think that's probably the best way to end tonight besides thanking everyone for listening once again. We have fun doing this. Hope that you have fun listening. Uh, we'll be back here next Friday night uh, at the same time um, with another edition. And in the meantime, uh, if anything breaks, of course, you'll always see it over on our Twitter pages. Mine's at News Comet BTR. Mary's is over at Blue-Eyed Mama. Yes. So until then and until next we meet, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye.